Well, I'm wondering if I could get you to stand with me one more time. I want to read scripture, and I love it when we stand just out of respect for scripture as we read together. So why don't you join me in reading from Luke chapter 1. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Go ahead and have a seat. Uh, I've been thinking a lot this week about hope because, of course, that's what our topic is for this week's Advent series. And I was thinking about, as I was thinking about hope, some friends of mine had a little baby this week, and he is so cute, and they are doing great, and life is good. And it's so easy to find hope when life is good. The dictionary defines hope as a positive feeling of expectation. And that just fits so perfectly with a baby being born. The air is just filled with, well, the smell of diapers and uh, baby powder and all of that good stuff that goes along with a baby, but that new baby smell, right? Like it, it, the air is filled, though, with positive excitement and expectation. If hope is a feeling of positive expectation, then having a baby is the epitome of hope. I mean, there's, there's so much to hope for. You get to watch this little one grow up and you get to see all of their life experiences and you get to learn about their personality. You get to learn what their gifts are and uh, what their hobbies are gonna be and what their future's gonna look like. And there's just so much hope bound up in a little baby. About 25 years ago, our son was born and this May, he's planning to get married and getting married, well, that's another part of life that's just filled with hope. Hope is a feeling of positive expectation and they get to experience all of the things of marriage and starting out and the excitement and all the good things that go along with that. When, when life is going well, then hope is easy. And, and I would love to say that right now, all of us are living in a season where life is going good and hope is easy. That would be my wish for all of us, but we know also that the reality is that sometimes hope is a struggle. Sometimes hope is hard. I have another friend this week who was waiting for a heart transplant. And I was hoping, along with his family and his other friends, I was hoping that he would get his heart transplant. Dictionary also defines hope as a desire for a certain thing to happen. And I just have to admit that, that I was kind of, I just assumed that God was gonna answer all of our prayers and that his heart transplant was gonna happen, but this week he passed away in his sleep. And sometimes hope is a struggle. Some of you can relate to this. Sometimes life just hits you so hard that it just rattles your faith and it shakes your hope, particularly when something that you were praying for and hoping for doesn't happen. So in the midst of this week, I'm thinking about hope and, and the reality is that sometimes hope is easy and sometimes hope is hard. What about you? How, how are you doing? What are you hoping for today? What are your hopes? What are your dreams for your life? What are you hoping for? Some of us might have this feeling of expectation that God is doing good things, that God is at work, that God is coming through, that everything is gonna work out for good. 
But for some of you, maybe hope is hard. And maybe you're in a season where hope is not coming easily to you right now. And as we come to this story about Mary, Mary should have every reason to hope. She meets this angel. She has this vision of an angel. And the angel tells her she's going to have a baby. So great news, right? Talk about hope. Talk about a positive expectation. Talk about a desire to have something good happen. This would be it. I mean, this is great news. Mary's going to have a baby, but sometimes the difference between good news and bad news is timing. If Mary gets this news six months later, then it's great news, because in six months she's going to be married to Joseph, and they will have been intimate together, and the timing will be perfect for this great news, but the angel's timing is just terrible, because Mary's not married yet, and Mary and Joseph have not been intimate yet, and the idea of Mary getting pregnant is a disaster. This news and the timing of this news is just horrible for Mary. In six months, this would all be great news, but right now she must be thinking, I'm pregnant now. That means that Joseph is maybe not going to marry me because he's going to think that I cheated on him. And my community is going to disown me because they are not going to understand. And my parents, they are not going to believe me. Will my parents kick me out of the house? Will my parents still love me if Joseph leaves me? And if my parents disown me, what does my future look like? I'm sure I'll have this baby, but nothing else. And little hope of getting married and having a bigger family. Six months is the difference between a situation where it's all that Mary could have hoped for, but now Mary's in this situation where all she has are questions, and hope seems so far away. The angel downloads all of this information to her, and Mary, what does she do? Well, she says to the angel, may it be to me as you have said. And in that moment, she chooses faith and she chooses to trust and she chooses hope when hope is hard. There's sometimes when hope is something that we need to take hold of by faith. You think about it, what are Mary's options? I mean, she could choose despair. She could choose to get depressed. She could lose her faith. She could get angry with God. She could reject God. What are your options when finding hope is hard? Give up, stop trying, go shopping, binge eat, numb your brain, do something to escape the pain. What are your options? I was thinking about it this week and I could not come up with one good option that was any good. It was almost like we don't have a choice. We have to choose hope because all the options, other options are so bad and so negative that there really is no other choice. It's, it's either find a way to struggle through and find hope, or what? All the op- other options are not that great. So Mary meets this angel. He downloads to her all the news about this baby, and he's a miracle baby, and he's sent from God. And there's this part of Mary that's saying, may it be to me as you have said. So she chooses to believe, she chooses to trust, she chooses to, to, to hold on to faith. And also there's probably a part of her that, well, there's a part of her that gets up and runs away to her auntie's house. Um, in the text, it calls Elizabeth her cousin, but we know from genealogy that she's actually an auntie, so that word cousin is probably just kind of a generic word for extended family. Have you ever done that when life is hard? Uh, You know, Mary just goes and finds somebody that she can trust to talk to. 
She has to talk to somebody. She has to share this news. And this problem is, uh, and, and this struggle, she has to share it with, with somebody. So she reaches out to her, her auntie, Elizabeth. And when she walks into her aunt's house, her, her aunt can sense the presence, of the presence of the Spirit just all over her. And she says, Mary, God has blessed you. I mean, God has blessed this child that you are carrying. I mean, I'm just sensing the Holy Spirit at work right now. And her aunt says, Mary, you are blessed because you believe that the Lord said what, what the Lord said he would do. And it's almost like Mary's been holding all of her feelings inside and she gets this response from her aunt Elizabeth and she's finally able to speak out everything that she's feeling and all that she's been thinking. And Mary speaks out this song of hope And I absolutely love this passage of scripture because in this prayer, Mary speaks to almost all of the different situations that we can find ourselves in when we're struggling to find hope. And in her prayer, Mary gives us six reasons that we can find hope when hope is a struggle. Mary says, I have hope because God knows my story. If you're struggling to find hope right now, probably one of the things that you're thinking about or feeling is the question, God, are you there? God, do you care about me? God, do you see me? Mary says, oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he took notice of this lowly servant girl, and from now on, all generations will call me blessed. I love how Mary says, God took notice of me. If you're at a place right now where you're struggling to find hope, what you need to know is that God sees you and that God notices you, and that God knows your story, and that God knows every detail of your situation. He even knows things that are going on that that you don't even know anything about. He knows every detail, and he notices you. And a lot of times we lose hope because we feel that God is not there or that God doesn't care, but God notices you, he sees you, he knows what you're feeling. And what feels like a disaster, God is gonna turn for good. Mary's people, the people of Israel, they've been in some pretty dark times over the last 400 years. There's been this period where it seemed like God was not there. They had their country, the nation of Israel. They were overrun by the Babylonians. They were sent into exile and they had, had, it had been over 400 years since the throne of David had seen a king and God had made them a promise. He had said during that time, that dark time of exile, he said, I know the plans I have for you They are plans for good and not for disaster. Plans to give you a future and a hope. And here now in this moment, Mary is the recipient of this promise. This little baby that she was carrying was the fulfillment of that word from God. Mary was walking proof that God notices and that God sees and he he made this promise to Israel and God was about to keep his promise and give Israel and give Mary and give all of us a future and a hope. If you're in a situation today that feels like it's just a disaster, remember this promise from Jeremiah 29. And this promise that God gave to Mary, God notices you. God cares about you. And even though it seems like life is hard, even though it seems like the road ahead is gonna be tough and you're not sure where the hope is gonna come from, you have a reason to hope because somehow the situation you're in, God has a plan that is for your good. And that doesn't mean that everything that's happened in your life is something that God did to you. Most of what happens in our lives comes as the result of our choices or the choices of other people, but 
even though God didn't do this to you, this thing that's happening in your life right now, this, this thing that's stealing your hope. God says, I have plans that go beyond this situation and my plans are able to take this moment that seems like it's a disaster and I am able to turn it for good. And catch this, Jesus, that little baby in a manger. We celebrate his birth at Christmas time, even though it probably happened in springtime. This Jesus whom we honor at Christmas, he's the one who is gonna go on to die on the cross and then rise from the dead, and he is gonna conquer the power of death so that people like my friend who passed away this week, people like him who trusted in Jesus, they are able to have new life and life beyond the grave. God has turned death from a disaster into a promise of new hope and a promise of new life. And if God can do that with something like death, he can certainly take your situation and what you're facing and he can turn it for good in your life. So be encouraged. You have a reason to hope right now because God sees you and God notices you. And God is about to turn your situation for good. And he's gonna take this disaster and make it turn out all right because that's what God does. Mary says, I have hope because God is always working. Sometimes we wonder, okay, God, where are you right now? How are you gonna help me right now? I've had some situations in my life. In some cases, I needed an answer overnight. I needed God to change something overnight. And I said, God, I need your help. I need you to step in here. And God reminded me, Steve, I'm always working. I'm always working. You may need some rest. You may need to fall asleep, but I don't need to sleep. I never stop working behind the scenes. Sometimes God says to us, just watch what I do. Just sit back and watch me work. And I've had several times in my life where God turned that situation around by the morning. God worked through the night and a person called or a person changed their mind, or a friend called and said, hey, I was praying for you, or you were on my mind, what's going on? I had one time where I needed to buy a house, but there were some problems getting funding things sorted out, and I was about to rent a house, to pay rent for a few years while we tried to figure out this buying a house thing, and I had, had been praying, God, I need you to step in. God, I need you to do something. I need you to sort this out. And overnight, the answer came. A friend called the next morning. He said, I was praying for you this morning in my prayer time. What's going on? And I told him the story. He says, don't sign that rental agreement. He says, I know some people who can help you out. We can get this done. We can get you into that house. And we did. And there's always hope because God is always working. Mary says, for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. And because God is always working, I can trust God in the midst of trouble. When you go through trouble and it just doesn't seem to quit, Scripture says that we can rejoice in our confident hope because we know that God is always working. Mary says, I have hope because God will show mercy. Sometimes we go through seasons where we have no hope and it's because of decisions that we made and, and we're living in the consequences of something that we chose and it's kind of like, why would God help me out? I mean, I brought this on myself and God is under no obligation to fix this for me. I made the mistake and I need to suffer the consequences. But Mary reminds us in those situations that God is a God of mercy. God shows mercy from generation to generation for all who fear him. 
And this means that even when we're struggling to find hope because of something that we have done, we can still have hope because God is a merciful God. God. The nation of Israel, they were, they were in exile because of their own choices and their own decisions, but God came along and said, your time of exile is over. One day you will soar with new strength. This is a common verse that you've heard, but the context of this verse, it's about God giving mercy and God giving hope when it's undeserved. And God says, but those who hope in the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. And maybe today you're weighed down by the consequences of your choices and your decisions and you got into a relationship and it went sideways. You got into a bad business deal. You lied to somebody and got caught and now you're paying for the results of those decisions. You have this promise. If you hope in the Lord, if you put your trust in him, if you hope in him at the right time, God will show mercy and God will give you new strength and God will give you a new hope and a fresh start because God's a God of mercy and a God of hope. Mary says, I have hope because God has power over all political situations. This is one where we're facing a lot these days. There's some days I don't even want to watch the news or pay attention to politics on social media because everything I read, every clip I see, every broadcast I see, every interview I see just seems like it's either bad news or it's distorted news or it's divisive reporting. Reporting that that's only going to cause division in the country or in another country. And man, the, the last three years have just been filled to the brim with political situations and political battles that are dividing us and negatively affecting families and otherwise close friendships. And the situation in Mary's time was no different. Mary lived in a turbulent political time. Her people were under Roman occupation. They were waiting for uh, liberation. Uh, rebels were rising up on a regular basis. The, the political situation was just a mess. And I don't know about you, but politics just kind of depresses me. So I don't even pay attention anymore. There just doesn't seem to be much hope there. But Mary reminds us that God has the power even over those political situations that seem hopeless. She says, God's mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. In other words, one day God promises that he is going to make things right with the world. That no matter how bad things seem to be, we can trust that all governments are instituted by God and are a gift by, from God. And then each, uh, even the ones that seem the most corrupt and even the situations that seem the most difficult, God is able to make the things right with the world. God is able to turn for good even the decisions of politicians. Mary says, I have hope because God notices my needs. Man, one of the struggles that we're having today is just the struggle with our basic needs. Um, inflation is going up. Interest rates are going up. The cost of housing is going up. The cost of food is going up. Where's it all going to end? God, how can I have hope when my bills are only increasing and my wages are not really changing much? How can I do this? But Mary reminds us that God knows our needs. Mary says in her prayer, God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. God notices the lowly. God notices the poor. God notices those who have needs. 
What an incredible promise. If we're being affected by the economy right now, if things are tightening up for you, maybe you're struggling to find hope in that. We can find hope in God. There is hope that God will provide for me in ways that I cannot even see. Jesus says, don't be concerned about what you eat or what you drink. Don't worry about such things for your father already knows what you need. He says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and he will give you everything that you need. What option do we have except to put our hope in God? What other, what other options are out there? If God is on your side, then you can trust that God notices you, that God is always working things for good in your life. God never stops working. If you make a mistake and you blow it, God will show mercy to you and eventually God will help you out. If you are worried, worried over politics, God can take down princes and God can change nations. If you're worried over your daily bread and your basic needs, then Jesus says you can have hope. If you put your hope in God above everything else, God will give you everything that you need. My God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And finally, Mary says, I have hope because God keeps his promises. She closes her prayer with this declaration that our God is a promise-keeping God. She says, God has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful, for he made promises to Abraham and his children forever. This moment that Mary is in right now where God chose her to bear the son of God, this little baby is gonna grow up to be the hope of the world. This little baby is the one that God talked to Abraham about. This little baby is the one that God talked to David about. This little baby is the one God talked to the prophets about all through the Old Testament. There are all these promises of the coming of Jesus, the coming of this one who would bring about this death to sin and death to death and death to Satan's power. And Mary is just in awe. And she's filled with hope because God is a promise-keeping God. And she is seeing that in real time. She's living out the reality of that in this moment. You know, I don't know what you're facing today, right now. Sometimes hope comes easy. Sometimes hope comes so naturally. And life is great, and life is going great. Family is great, work is great, things are good. And in those seasons, hope is so easy. If you're in that season, just enjoy it. But sometimes hope is a struggle. Sometimes finding hope is hard, and Mary can relate to us on that, but she finds all these reasons to hope. Because we don't really have a choice other than hope. What other option is there? Despair? Get depressed? Eat your feelings? Give up? No, those are not options. Those are a death sentence. I want to move on to just some practical thoughts about how to lean into hope when hope is hard. It's, it's easy to talk about this, and, and, and it's just kind of inspirational and exciting to talk about what God was doing in that moment in Mary's life and what God is still doing in our lives but sometimes it's important to really think about some practical ways that we can actually lean into hope. And I was thinking and praying about it this, this week. And I think the first thing to remember, if you're struggling to find hope right now, I think it's important to remember that you need to acknowledge if you're struggling with hope. 
You know, one of the things that we can do, especially as Christians in this faith context, we can go, you know, I'm struggling to have hope, but there can be a disconnect in our psyche because we're like trying to live by faith, right? We're trying to trying to lean into hope, but really struggling with it. And I think it's important to acknowledge to God, to acknowledge to ourselves, hey, I'm struggling with hope and it's okay, God can take it. God can take those kind of questions. God can take those kind of prayers. God can handle those kind of emotions. And I think it's important to actually own it and get it out and start to talk about it. Second thing I think it's really important is don't be too hard on yourself. I think it's really common for us if life is hard and we're struggling with hope and things are not going great, one of the things we do is beat ourselves up. I mean, we do this all the time. If I, if I had just not made that decision, if I had just waited on that, if I had just said something, you know, like we can, we can just go back and we can replay the tapes and we can just, just kind of chastise ourselves and punish ourselves for all these things that we would have, should have, could have, when the reality is we didn't know. And, and we didn't understand. We were just kind of going on with life and, and we need to just... Sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves, and I think sometimes we need to give ourselves grace and give ourselves mercy and, and just go, okay, whatever happened, I'm here now, and I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I think it's important to learn to identify and reframe negative thought patterns. When you're in a hopeless cycle, when you're in a despair cycle, your thoughts can turn uh, so easily to darkness, despair, uh, this won't work out, this isn't gonna happen, nothing good ever happens to me, all those kind of thoughts can start to come into your mind and it's important to learn to identify those thoughts as they come in and it's important to say, no, I'm not gonna choose that, I'm not gonna lean into that, I'm gonna acknowledge that that's there but I'm not gonna lean into that thought, I'm gonna lean into thoughts of hope and thoughts of faith and thoughts of trust just like Mary did. So I think it's important to learn to identify those negative patterns and reframe them. Uh, Paul says in Romans 12, he says, um, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, and, and that's part of identifying those negative thought patterns and, and being transformed into thought patterns that are healthy and hopeful and good. And then lean into relationships. The first thing Mary does, or the first thing Mary does is she runs to her Auntie Elizabeth this safe place for her, this safe person for her to talk to. Lean into relationships, find somebody, reach out to somebody that you can talk to. Focus on things you can control. There's so much when we're feeling hopeless, there's so much that's outside of our control. It's helpful to focus on things we can control. You know, I can make my bed, you know, I can take care of you know, this, I can you know, do the things that you can do in the midst of all the things that you can't control. And finally, most importantly, focus on the God who has all these things in his hand. Focus on the God who has all these things in his hand. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of David, the God of Mary, the God of Joseph, the one who has this promise-keeping God, the God who notices you in the midst of your story, the God who sees you, the God who's working all night if he has to, to work things out for good in your life. 
the God who has power over all political situations, the God who sees your needs and is able to provide for your needs. Focus on that God that you worship and lean into him and call out to him and trust him and choose hope. I just wanna pray over us right now as we close the service. I'm just wondering as we pray, if we could just kind of close our eyes and uh, you know, keep our heads bowed, eyes, eyes closed. I know that some of you have kids with you and you need to keep you know, one eye open, you know, that kind of stuff. But just, just if we could just have this moment with the Lord. And I just wanna ask, is there anybody here who's struggling to find hope? Or you would just say, I, Pastor Steve, hope is really hard for me right now. I, w- I wanna pray for you specifically this morning. I'm not gonna name you, but I just wanna pray for you. So if you wouldn't mind just raising your hand and you just say, yeah, that's me. Today, Pastor Steve, would you pray for me? Because that's me. Yeah, I see some hands going up. Thank you. Thank you. I wanna pray for you right now specifically. God, I thank you that you are with us. I thank you that you're the God of all hope. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you can give us so many reasons to rejoice. I thank you, Lord God, that you are with us. I thank you that you see us when we're lowly. I thank you that you see us when, when life is hard. I thank you that you see our needs. I thank you that you're working all night if you have to, to work things out for good in our life. And God, I pray for these folks who have raised their hand today and they're just saying, God, I need you in a special way this morning. And God, you know their story and you know their situation. God, I ask that you would speak into their heart and mind what they need to hear. And God, I ask that even by the end of today, they would see, they would find an answer that you would, you would be at work, that you just reveal something to them that would give them encouragement, that would give them hope. God, I ask that by the end of today, you just show them something, reveal something, do something that helps them to see that you're there and that you care. So God, we love you, we praise you, we thank you for all that you're doing. And we're excited for next week and this opportunity to worship you, Jesus, and remember your coming. And in the midst of this week, God, would you be near to us and encouraging us and strengthening us and helping us, I pray. If you want prayer after the service, please go to the prayer room. There's a team there that would love to pray over you and pray with you. It doesn't have to be about the topic of hope. It can be just anything. We'd love to pray with you today. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord be, give you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Have a fantastic day. See you Christmas Eve. Take care.